0: Hi, I'm Margot. Hey, I'm Abby. Thank you so much for joining us on the Anxiety Warriors podcast.
1: We have anxiety and we believe that our anxious feelings make us stronger people. One of our superpowers is being open, loving, and curious with ourselves.
0: Yeah, we're all just doing the best we can, one moment at a time, one breath at a time. And we're so glad you're on this journey of life with us. Here's the show. Welcome back, warriors. Woohoo! We are so excited for this episode today. We talked to the wonderful Nicole Smith, Mm -hmm. and this was a great conversation. Yes, it really was. We had so much fun chatting with Nicole, getting to know about her anxiety story. Uh, And before Abby gets into a little bit of a recap of our conversation, let me let you all know a little bit about who Nicole Smith is. Nicole is a registered nurse and a certified yoga teacher for children and adults from Virginia. She is the founder of BFLA fly Yoga, and she offers virtual yoga classes for women and children. Nicole enjoys sharing her love of yoga and its many benefits. Her goal is to help others calm the mind and connect with their body. Nicole's a wife and mom and loves to teach and help others. So this was such a fun conversation. I know we say this every time we yes. have a conversation with yes. someone. But I think it's just because we love talking to other anxiety warriors.
1: Totally. 100%. It just feels Um, good. It does. And I think that, you know, anxiety is something that is challenging. We're not taking away from that. But when we find community that shares a lot of similarities, it makes the conversation more lighthearted, more connected and more fun.
0: Right. And even when they share stuff that's totally different from our experience, it's it's because we're so into this stuff. It's so interesting to us.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So what was kind of like the gist of our chat? So Nicole started off by sharing how
1: she didn't even realize she had anxiety until she was in, you know, her Mm thirties and growing up, she was shy. um, She was nervous. She didn't speak that much. And she just thought that was who she was. That was her personality. And it wasn't until she started speaking with other people um, that she realized like, oh, wait, this might be anxiety, (laughs) And with that awareness, she could start to navigate and set herself up for success with things like how to plan for events, right? And how to really help herself by like being a friend to herself. Um, She also really shares this powerful practice about reframing her, her anxiety and being able to focus on the positives of what comes up for her when she's feeling anxious or when she's feeling overwhelmed. Um, and the other part that I found really, really interesting was, you know, how she talked about, um, performance anxiety and how there's like, kind of like this beginning anxiety before the performance. And then there's the anxiety during the performance. And then there's the anxiety at the end of the performance, but she would push through it you know, and it ties in beautifully to what being an anxiety warrior means to her and that ability to push through and be strong and be
0: brave. Yes, I completely agree. Um, We cannot wait for you all to hear this conversation. We had a lot of uh, good times chatting with Nicole, an extra special lightning round. We hope you all very much love. And uh, here's the show. Welcome, welcome, Nicole Smith to Anxiety Warriors Podcast. We're so excited that you're here. Yay.
2: Yeah. Thank happy you so here. much
0: for agreeing. Yes. Um, we've been hanging out online, <laughs> following each other on Instagram for quite a while, and uh, so happy that you agreed to be on the podcast. Yeah, Thank you. Yeah. So um, let's just kind of dive right in. Let's start at the beginning. Tell us a little bit um, about your anxiety journey, about your story.
2: Okay. So um, i so probably a little different than others. I didn't, really didn't realize I had the word for anxiety, I guess, issues or an anxiety problem until my like thirties. Um, I always just thought I'm just a nervous person or just thought it, it was just like my personality kind of thing, not really an anxiety or something to work through. Mm-hmm. So um, just growing up, I would have to, you know, um, um, present things or talk to certain people or like my mom, she had a Trump school business and we would have to um, do fashion shows or even like piano recitals and things like that. And I would be so nervous doing it and get all worked up and Push through it. And then after it's over, I'm still like, oh my goodness, I just did something, you know, things like that. And um backstory is like growing up, my mom is like a super extrovert and she would talk to any and everybody. <laughs> and I was like her mini me. So wherever you saw her, I was with her. And so you would think I would pick up her kind of personality of like, you know, talking to any and everybody and just doing things like that, but I am actually a true introvert. I'm like the total opposite. <laughs> so really shy, not really outgoing kind of person. And so I think um the anxiety part when I got to my 30s and hear other people's story, it was like, oh, that is a thing. You know, like I do have anxiety. And so um when you reached out to me to like, hey, would you like to do the podcast? I was like, no, like you know, in my mind, I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and so I talked to my husband about it. He was like, yeah, you need to do it so, so you can share your story and how you've gone through it and how you deal with it and things like that. I was like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll do it.
1: push uh, through the push <laughs> through the shyness and, and
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. um, that's kind of my story right there. Yeah. yeah.
1: So you talked about how when you were a kid, you know, you would, you would perform and you would notice this performing performance anxiety. Yeah. And I'm wondering, like at the end of it, right. Uh, at the end, like after doing a dance or a recital or whatever, how did you feel? Were you like, wow, I'm so proud of myself. Or were you
2: like, oh, I never want to do this again. Or was there like somewhere in between? It was more of uh, be. The- kind of in between with Morphe I was kind of like oh my gosh I just did that like still nervous after I completed the assignment you know and so it's like I'm like why why should I still be nervous it's done and so it started you know running through my mind like did I do this right did I do that right and things like that and I was, I was a nervous wreck.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And I love what you just said. Like, I just had an aha moment when you said that was like, there's the anxiety before the performance, right? Ah, I have to perform. Right. (laughs) Then there's anxiety during it. Like, I'm doing this. Okay. Okay. Don't mess up. And then there's the anxiety at the end of like, wow, I just did that. And now let me overanalyze everything I just did. (laughs) And so it's just like this thread of anxiety. And and the way you said it for me, it was just this moment of like, oh, it's all different types of anxiety around the same event. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. And what's crazy is you would think most of my jobs that I've had over the years would be more of a behind the scenes kind of person. But I used to be a birthday host at a place called Chuck E. Cheese. woo so We know was, it well. <laughs> right, front dinner and for the house everybody, dancing, performing, and, you know, having to interact with the kids. And even with my mom, Charm School, um, when I got older, she would have me be, like, the host for things and talk, talk to the kids and teach the kids. And then I became, like, a teacher assistant for a few years, so I'm still in front of... You know, performing kind of thing. Yeah. So, just about all my jobs, I've been in front of people. Wow. And but I'm still a introvert and shy. And (laughs) yeah. Yeah.
1: And that that duality right there of like presenting yourself as an extrovert, but inside being like, ah, (laughs) what am I doing? I just love it. Yeah, go ahead, Mark.
0: I feel like we all have notes of this. It always blows my mind how many anxiety warriors, right? You and I, of course, Abby, but everyone we've spoken to has had those notes of like, we all felt really nervous and shy at times, but we weren't Mm -hmm. always nervous and shy. And we didn't know that this was attributing to anxiety until we were much older in life. And then once we heard other people talking about it, it's like, oh, yeah, that's anxiety. Yeah. And how many of us then, choose to do so many seemingly extroverted things in our (laughs) lives and our careers. And, um, and even just like when you, you know, you said your husband gave you that extra little nudge or push, like, no, you should go on the podcast (laughs) and chat about this stuff. And you, and you said, okay. Right. Mm -hmm. And so like, we're constantly pushing these zones and boundaries in ourselves. Mm -hmm. And that's why I, I'm obsessed with our own podcast title. I'm like, not even ashamed to say it because like, Anxiety warrior to me, and I've said it many times, means that we're strong, we're tough, we can push through. We Mm -hmm. do have the ability to be really anxious about something and still move through life. Yeah. Right. It's not something that has to be debilitating and completely keep us uh, in the dark. And look at us, we're all doing, we're podcasting, (laughs) we're, you know, hosting events and, you know, leading classes and workshops and out there in the world. And I mean, and just as an aside, I am dying to know what goes on in, in a charm school. <laughs> what, like, what? if we can really quickly tangent, like, what happens in a charm school?
2: So it, it's not like the movies and TV shows where it's like, like this, and you know, do this and books on the head. No, yeah. we did the books on the head, but... Yeah. <laughs> but my mom. I mean, she made it more fun and relaxing and relatable to the kids that mm-hmm. they were still learning how to the young ladies to carry themselves like young ladies. So we would have like you know the book on the head to have a good posture. So we are not slouching in our chairs and mm-hmm. you know having your legs closed if you want to cross them you can cross them but just try to have them closed if you have a skirt on and things like that, and how to set the table, some of the soft skills of, like, public speaking and introducing people, and so, yeah, she, it was a wide variety of things we would teach. Sometimes we would have, like, fingernail checks, and she was like, okay, so you've been biting your nails, so we have to work on that and things like that, so.
0: (laughs) I have to ask a follow-up now, though, like, so did any of sort of that, like, over analyzing of say your behavior, right, your physical appearance, right, your posture. Whatever. Did well, that
2: ever contribute to your anxiety? Do you think? I don't think so because, like I said, my mom she wasn't really strict with it. She would be She's like playful. Yeah, she'd be like, "Oh no, you know you biting your nails. Let me teach you how to do like little at home manicure things." Or she'd be like, "If you have an old toothbrush, you can use that to brush your um to, to get the dirt from under your nails." Or she like have us teach us things like um, thrifty shopping. She's so, mm-hmm. like, you can go to this store and you can buy these expensive clothes. I can go to a middle of the road store. If we go on like little field trips to different stores, you can go to like Ross and buy the same outfit for here. Or we can go to the thrift store and buy like the same outfit for like $2. So yeah. it teaches like kind of like life skills, things like that too. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, it takes right. the pressure off, like, yeah.
1: so it wasn't really that this. Strict
2: kind of thing is it, kind of like, just to teach you the soft skills. And if you can pick up on it, good. And if you have a certain personality, she will help you bring that out, too.
0: Oh, yeah, that's such an interesting, that's not at all what I would have assumed. Yeah, right? so I love hearing <laughs> that that it was a lot more nuanced than like you said, like in the movies and on TV. Yeah, she was, <laughs> in, yeah, she
2: was in a way. She, she really chill about it. And she'll run because she started in 91. So she would run into some of the old oh, Miss Campbell, hey, I remember being in a child school and I wish my daughter could take it now. And you know, things like that. <laughs>
0: So interesting, so interesting. Okay, um, so if you wouldn't mind, uh, we'd love to hear a little bit more about some of the ways that, and you said it a little bit with like overthinking or like having the anxiety say after presenting or, or uh, leading in any way. So what what are some of the ways that anxiety would show up in your mind, your body, your behaviors, things like that?
2: Definitely the overthinking, as um, far like planning, planning, planning having lists, like I have a notepad beside me right now. Write <laughs> down things like, no, I'm not gonna write down anything. And so just like that, and with my physical body, um, the little quivers like in my stomach and chest and like a lip a little bit. And um I don't think anyone can see it. So I asked my husband, like, do you physically see anything or notice me doing anything when I get nervous or anxious? And he was like, no, he's like, you seem pretty normal. And he's like, he doesn't see any physical things either. So I guess I cover it up <laughs> pretty good <laughs> about the, my nervousness. But um, yeah, definitely the mind racing thing is the main thing. Like I have to tell myself to calm it on down.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, love, I love that you said the planning because that's like that, my, my anxiety needs that to have like a plan in place. Even if it's going to change, like I've really worked on the ability to like let go and be willing to have things change, but like having that plan in place really helps me in just like, what do I have to do today? What is my focus? You know, and it just keeps me in like a more of a routine. So I love that you included like planning as part of how it shows up because I feel like in some ways, like the overanalyzing and the planning can become too much, but also sometimes it's a way of coping with the anxiety. It's like, this is my plan.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I just, um, I thought I'm sort of the opposite in some ways. (laughs) I, I, I like to pre-plan, but being overplanned gives me a lot of anxiety. Mm. And so even it, as you said, Abby, it's, it's so interesting. It's like, even if it changes, I still have, was super prepared. Once I start preparing, I, I it has to be bullet points and nothing more. Because if I have a whole bunch of stuff, say written out for a lesson plan or whatever it may be, mm-hmm. then I'm already overthinking it. And once um, I'm overthinking it, that's it, I'm screwed. <laughs> More open than that, So it's just so interesting the way, you know, we all sort of have the same feeling, but mm-hmm. it shows up in just such different and unique ways, depending on the moment, depending on your mood and who we are as people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Definitely the bullet points. I have to, I can't say over the years, I've become more bullet point person like you, right? <laughs> Cause I uh. can feel right, right and right. And have every little detail. <laughs> I'm like, this is too much. Right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Right. It it comes to a point where it's like, you literally have like pages of stuff and then you're overwhelmed with your drowning and stuff. This is something that Abby doesn't understand because she writes so succinctly, (laughs) right? (laughs) You do. Abby outlines all of our podcasts, or at least in my experience with her, she writes very succinctly. Mm -hmm. And so, um, it feels like it's natural for you to pre-plan because you're not overthinking it in the pre-planning.
1: Right. And that's, you know, that's the part like when, when I think sometimes when we talk about even planning, right? Like some of us, right, are like just drowning in details, right? And for me, the planning is like, okay, I need to have a difficult conversation. Let me plan the talking points that are important to me, but without all the like other (laughs) filtery stuff, right? And so I love how we're all talking about planning. And we all do it differently and how like planning shows up either with like a lot of details or bullet points or, cause again, yeah. If I had to like memorize, like, you know, five pages of stuff, like that would cause me so much stress, mm-hmm. but to have like my talking points, I'm like, I got a plan. I know what I want to say. Now I feel confident moving forward.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So jumping off of this, you know, I was going to ask this later, but I'm just going to jump into it now. Um, you know, you had mentioned feeling more anxious about when things are requiring planning, right? Like you're being asked to do something in advance, maybe. Um, and it requires some planning, and you wind up feeling less anxious if someone's like, hey, Nicole, we need you to run a quick meeting in 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and so like, I'd love to hear, we'd love to hear some examples of like, when this kind of thing happens, what, you know, how this feels for you and uh, this this unique difference.
2: Yeah, I know, it's crazy, but um, um, like at work, <clears throat> they might come to my office and say, hey, Nurse Smith, can you go talk to this class about hygiene? I'm like, okay, I'm on it. I'm down the hall. I'm talking to them about hygiene. But if they say, hey, in two weeks, we're having a career day. We want you to talk about nursing. I'm like, okay. Now I got to plan this out. What am I going to say? I'm like, oh, do I want to say this? No, I don't want to say that. I'm like, oh, it, my mind started going. But if, if it's spontaneous on the spot, I don't have the time to really think about it. I, I just have to go. <laughs> so, yeah.
1: I I just love that. I love that duality, right? Like, I mean, it could be the same topic even, right? Like, they could be like, hey, go talk about <laughs> hygiene in 10 minutes. Or hey, in two weeks, you'll talk about hygiene. Mm -hmm. But in that time, right, you change how you respond to the request. And I just, I can totally relate to like, right, when knowing about things in the future, then I start to like over plan and overthink and stress versus, Mm -hmm. right, just, okay, I have
0: to do this. I can't think about it. I love, I really wanted to talk about this because I, like you just said, I love this so much. And I fully relate to this because I'm an overthinker too. I I easily overanalyze a lot of stuff and it does cause a lot of anxiety. But what I feel like I'm hearing is that like for for you, for me, for maybe a lot of other people out there listening is that when we are being asked to do something, say in a few minutes, we are given the gift of spontaneity. And I look at that spontaneity as a gift because it allows me to be more present. I have to be present because- here's my talking point, you got it. I'm gonna bang this out and it is what it is. And more often than not, I am so much more on and like engaged and engaging and energized and passionate and, and all of it sounds so much better, at least in my head. <laughs> so, I so much more present, I feel yeah. more present in my body. But like you said, I, I so deeply resonated with like, oh, I have to give that speech in two weeks. Okay, well, I gotta go home. I have to write down my bullet points. Oh, what, what exactly do I want to say? And then when it happens, like what you were expressing earlier, right after it happens, you're like, did I say everything right? What did I miss? Let me go back to my notes. Oh, crap. I missed this, 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 and this. I better go back out there and say it all again. Like, yeah, yeah. Just, <laughs> I need so a funny.
2: redo. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> just I march back out moments.
2: on the. <laughs> yes. I've had those moments. I'm like, oh, I need to send another email. Let me do this. And yeah. <laughs> right one more so thing <laughs> yeah. right
0: and then we wind up our anxious selves are are, are just continue to live in that state mm-hmm. right because it's right. not about just the during it's the before it's the after and when there's no time to think about it you know overanalyze it yeah. then it's just like hey that went really well <laughs> yeah I did the best I could with those 10 minutes to prep I did awesome like <laughs> right Yes. Yeah. yeah it's so true Um, So we, when we talked a little bit, you mentioned that you can sometimes feel a little bit of a difference between when you're say engaging or presenting or um, working with kids versus when you are doing the exact same thing with grownups. So like, can you share a little bit about like how your anxiety sort of shows up or doesn't show up or differs in those two um, experiences? Yes. I don't know
2: what it is, but it's, when I work with kids, I am a little more relaxed and a little more, <clears throat> I don't know what it is, but I just have more fun, I guess you can say, with the kids. And it seemed like they're like, oh, what are you here to teach me? Kind of thing, you know, like like they're re- ready to absorb everything you have to say. And um, it just seemed like you just have more fun with the kids. With adults, I can do the same thing with them, but it just seemed more like, I don't know, like they, they already know it kind of thing, or they already have those experiences. So they are comparing it to what I'm saying. And I'm like, did they really want to, you know, do this? <laughs> so mm-hmm. um, I think that's my thinking with adults and kids. And yeah, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Weird, but yeah, I just feel more comfortable, you know, teaching the kids. Like I've been Working with kids, I think, I think Chuck E. Cheese was like my second job. So like 16, when I was 16, so I started working with kids.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it sounds like in a way um, you can just be yourself, right? You like can show up with kids, be yourself, teach them what you're teaching them but with grown-ups there is resistance because they know it all or <laughs> you know or they're too busy and they don't really want to listen to everything you're saying or the topic yeah. isn't new for them versus like with kids there's this newness piece and this curiosity piece um And yeah, no, I mean, I just, I just totally, you know, you're speaking to two kids yoga teachers, like like I can totally, totally relate. It's just easier to be more playful and fun and engaging more often with kids. They're just, they're like willing to do it with you and like get in, in there with you and, and, Mm -hmm. and, and be present with it. Um,
0: yeah. When we were chatting in our pre-recording chat, you had this awesome aha moment, you and I, Nicole. Um, you kind of shared that you were never a big talker, but you never really were sure why. But then while we kept chatting and the more you kept reflecting on it, you kind of had this realization that I really think it would be great for everyone to hear.
2: Okay, yeah. I've never been a big talker or... <clears throat> Even with one-on-one kind of things, like I've never been a big conversationalist. So while we were talking, um, I realized that maybe it is because I don't feel like the things I have to share are are th- that interesting. Mm. So, like, like if someone asks me, "How was your day?" I'm like, "Good," and that's the, That's the end of the conversation. <laughs> All right, what did you do this weekend? Um, not much. Worked in the garden. And that's like the end of the conversation. So, yeah, I think me sharing things to certain people, I'm like they, they don't really care or not really into you know not all about me and things like that. So that was our aha moment. <laughs> I was like, maybe that's what it is because I keep conversations really sh- short most of the time. Mm. And so I'm, I'm super curious
1: because I can relate to that. Like I used to not be a talker. I would be a listener. Like I felt the same way people wouldn't, people don't care what I have to say, you know, or they're not that interested. And so, so when you are in conversations with people, do you put on the role of listener or do you put on the role of like, Hey, I got to go. Or like, what, like, what, (laughs) what do you do in conversations if you're not talking that much?
2: definitely a listener um I might drop off a little little word here and there but definitely a listener I've been telling people all the time if you need someone to talk talk to I got two ears you can talk to me all all day I will listen all day but me giving feedback um maybe not the best part (laughs) but um it depends on the conversation also too like if it's something I'm passionate about like with the body or mm-hmm. health care, things like that. I would talk, 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 talk all day about things like that. Yeah. But if it's something like, I don't know, if you talk about cars or something <laughs> like that, <laughs> I'll listen to you talk all about, about all the kind of cars you have, you know, your experiences with cars. I'll listen, but I may not share like, oh yeah, I have that kind of car too. And this is my experience with that car. I wouldn't go into those kind of details yeah yeah so
1: as you're sharing this like i'm thinking about when margo and i did our social anxiety episode um, and how I get anxiety around people sharing stuff that like, I'm not that interested in, right? So like, <laughs> I feel like that's kind of some of the thing that I'm hearing and maybe you're not having anxiety with it, but you're like, I'm not going to contribute about my car because it's not something that interests me that much, but I'll right. listen. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. As opposed to, yeah. like your passion and you really <laughs> contribute and like really talk to people about. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah, I I feel you 100%. There. <laughs> it's so funny because I literally that exact story came to my mind, Abby. I was like, because you you made very clear that and sitting in non deep conversation mm-hmm. makes you anxious, right? Yeah. And so like having quick, short, non sort of um, <laughs> ah, what's the word? Non sort of deep. Even mm-hmm. if it's it's not like, oh, tell me your life story and all your <laughs> secrets. <and laughs> I'm going to just write them all down and write a novel. Like, no, it, it's just but you you gave this great example. It's like, I don't know if I want to hear about your work unless you want to tell me about how you feel about your work, mm-hmm, right? So it's mm-hmm. like, th- that's when you feel less anxiety when people yeah. are a little bit deeper with you. And I just think, yeah. but I think what you're saying, Nicole, is so relatable for so many warriors yeah. because- so many of us, if we, if we aren't like that in our normal everyday personalities have felt at least at some point that what we have to say, isn't going to be interesting enough for the people listening. Mm -hmm. And so we keep ourselves stifled and quiet. Um, And I think that we get away with as women too more often, like being the good listener and (laughs) don't make waves and sit quietly and listen. Right. And so like, we can kind of hide behind that too, a little bit or at least I feel like I can sometimes when those, when those moments hit me. And so I, I really valued this realization because it's not an easy one to admit. Yeah. You know, like, Hey, I'm, I'm a little bit like, I don't know if the people really want to hear what I have to say. I think that's a really relatable Mm -hmm. um, part of it.
1: Yeah. And you know, it's just like, the the thing with like, I'm so passionate about communication. I love talking communication, <laughs> listening, speaking. Right. And I think that, you know, in our, in our society, people aren't really taught how to listen. Like some of us are just natural listeners. Um, but so then also when we're sharing something and we're feeling afraid that it might be not interesting to other people, like they might not be attuned to that or encouraging or showing that they're listening or showing that they care and so the message so we receive is they don't care right mm-hmm. so it's like okay well now i'm just going to stop talking as opposed to being like hey when you don't look at me it looks like you're not interested or hey when you don't like nod your head and say <laughs> yeah like i feel like you're not interested and so i i i i just yeah i can very much relate to being more of the quiet one the listener and thinking people aren't interested in what I've had to say. And then, and then, you know, in the last few years, I just call it out. I'm like, Hey, I'm talking and it feels like you're not listening.
0: So what are we doing? (laughs) (laughs) So should we just wrap this up and go home or you you don't care,
1: then we're done. It's okay. I'm
0: not offended, but I'm more offended if you pretend to listen and care and, you know, (laughs) my time matters. (laughs) Like, Yeah. And that's powerful too. Right. To be able to say, what I have to say should, if it doesn't matter to you, that's cool, yeah, but yeah. let me know somehow, do something with your face or look <laughs> bored so I can sort of know like, all right, it's time for me to exit my conversation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So interesting. Okay. So, um, you know, you had kind of talked a little bit about some of the ways, or maybe very briefly about some of the ways that you, um, chose to start coping with your anxiety. You know, for a while you kind of said, like we all did. It's like we didn't know we had anxiety. And so we either were, you know, ignoring it or we just, you know, we weren't allowing it to, to sit on the forefront. So once you realized you were anxious um, and you decided I need to cope instead of ignore. I need okay. to pay attention to this. This is information for me. You know, what were and are some of your favorite go-to strategies for dealing with your anxiety? And how has your life kind of changed since implementing some of them?
2: Yeah, definitely. um, With the bullet point thing, that has helped a lot. With me me, um, not writing every single detail down. Mm That has helped a lot. Um, Just taking a pause, realizing what I have to do. Um, it, It can be simple as, like, my chores for the week. Just... Okay, get a little anxious about that sometimes. Like, oh, I got to do this, 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 this. Just taking a pause and realizing I can do this. It's okay if it don't get done. It's okay if it get done, great. Mm-hmm. Um, taking a breath and, you know, handling and things like that. But the main, main thing, just pausing and be like, hold, hold on. Talk this out. You know, it's not going to be the end of the world kind of thing <laughs> if you, you know. Do, do good or not and I think that definitely has helped me
1: wow I mean it, it sounds like you just know how to be your own friend
2: <laughs> you're like hey how do I set myself up for success
0: so I feel good mm-hmm. yeah, right yeah. that inner monologue is mm-hmm. so valuable and, uh, you know, we when we spoke with Anvita, who was only 20 years old, yeah. over and over again, we were so impressed with how she had had this ability to talk to herself. She learned to talk to herself and how powerful that could be from a really young age. I and mean, she's very young still, but like starting yeah. from a very young age, she was taught to talk to herself and how to build herself up and how to practice pausing and reflecting and um, mm-hmm. using powerful language to support herself. And so- I think a lot of us, you know, who are a little older or a lot older than that, uh, wish that we had found that way earlier, right? Companioning as Abby always says, companioning your emotions. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That helps in our monologue. It has helped so much because I don't, I don't go to the negative. I try to go to the positive side of things, and my husband even said, "Hey, you guys think about rainbows and butterflies?" I'm not, like, I want to go to the positive side <laughs> of things, and it, it it calms me down a lot faster than mm. thinking what's the worst that could happen. You know, I think you know, the the good that could happen instead of the worst. So mm. it definitely helps a lot. <laughs> it's a work, a work in progress, yeah. but yeah. <laughs> It's, I mean, it's
1: a really powerful reframe on where you're going to shift your attention, but you <laughs> see that it pays off with all that effort to do it. It's, yeah, yeah, it's a lot of work, but it's, yeah, that's so
0: powerful. And I love that you said it was a work in progress because we're always saying everything's an active practice. Yeah. Ross yeah. anxiety warriors. It's got to be active. It's got to be ongoing because it's going to be, you know, and with not just anxiety, but with everything that we feel as humans, it's going to show up at some point. -hmm. And so, if we don't actively practice knowing ourselves and companioning our emotions and um, being your own friend, as Mm -hmm. as Abby kind of reflected to you, yeah. Being Being your friend, right. Um, So, how would you describe your relationship to your anxiety now? What do you, how would you kind of describe it?
2: Uh, We're me (laughs) on that (laughs) one? I can say um, it's more accepting. Now, um, I just accept it. I have it um, and it's a part of me. So I just learned how to not allow it to take over my daily life. And so I just accept it as it's a part of me, it's who I am. And um, like I said, I just look at the positive part of it. And um, sometimes wonder if I didn't have the anxiety or nervousness, with how would I be? Will I still be the planner, or will I just be like, you know, just float through life and you know, just whatever happens, happens. So I accept it and um, embrace it. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Which I mean, you know, I feel like a lot of times uh, when we're talking to guests or Margo and I share, like, there was always this thread of like, "What's wrong with me? What's wrong with me?" And that switch of like. I'm accepting this. This is a part of me. I don't have to push it away. I can still see the positives about it. And I accept who I am is like, I'm sure so many people are longing
0: for self-acceptance, you know? And I I love hearing too, that thinking about the positive feels good and calming for you, because Mm -hmm. I think that's not something that it's sort of been said a lot more in, in recent times that like, oh, well, you should only look on the bright side if it feels good for you to look on the bright side. Right. Mm -hmm. Cause it can sometimes be like a band aid fix for some people and that's not helpful either, but if it works and it serves you, then that's absolutely what you need to keep doing. Right. And so like, I, I just want to make sure that I highlight that if you are, if looking on the, if finding the positive works for you, everyone, (laughs) definitely do that like it doesn't have to always be sunshine and rainbows but if thinking about those things brings you to a calm and more steady and balanced place then yes right <laughs> that's what you should do it's not like you know um toxic positivitying away your emotion yeah. if it serves you so yeah. i love that um so you're talking to a young version of nicole mm-hmm. you're looking in the mirror she's she's a young nicole what kind of advice would you give to your younger self
2: about your anxiety? I would say that it's, it's okay. It's, um, it's normal for you and, um, just breathe through it and it's going to be okay. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't want the younger me to ever feel like I'm not normal or that, like you said, something's wrong with me or, you know, Because even when, as a kid, people were like, why are you so shy? Why are you so quiet? Mm-hmm. You know, you're thinking, like, I'm just a shy, quiet person. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that, right? Yes. <laughs> that another thing. My mom would, you know, she would never make me talk if, if I didn't want to kind of thing. Yeah. So she made me accept that I am shy and quiet. And she'll even tell people, oh, she's just a little quiet. You know, give her some time. So mm-hmm. I would like, you know, thank my mom for that. She never made me feel like, You know, you should talk more just like me, you know, things like that. So Mm -hmm. I would tell my younger self, keep being who you are. It's okay. And Mm -hmm. you can be a quiet person. (laughs) Full body chill. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Honestly, these answers give me life. I, I, and I love that your mom was so much an advocate for you. Mm-hmm. It's so important for everyone who has littles in their life, or as a teacher, or caregiver, or whoever, that you advocate for who your kids, your students are. Yeah, that's yeah. amazing. I love that. So, final question before we get into some lightning round. Woo-hoo! Lightning round. <laughs> Okay, Abby, I think that that's going to be our sting. (laughs) Okay. do it every time. (laughs) We're going to, you're going to have to record that. And that's going to be the sting. We got it. We got our sting. We've just, we've just nailed this down. Okay. (laughs) What does being an anxiety warrior mean to you?
2: I love that, that name, that title also, just to let you know, it just makes you feel so strong and powerful you can say I'm an anxiety warrior I can push through this and it still be a great moment and so Mm. me being an anxiety warrior it just lets people know okay she may be a little nervous or shy but she's going to get through this without you know any problems so that's when I hear that word and I saw the title, I was like, oh, I love your title. Oh. <laughs> I like that, it's so perfect. So that's what it just made me feel powerful just saying it. You know, I'm an anxiety warrior, you know, yes. and you feel like you want to stick your chest out, you know?
0: Yes. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> Everyone stand in strong mountain pose. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my so, yeah, God.
2: that's what it means to me.
0: Amazing. Yeah. So good. More body chills, more sparkles and shine and twinkles your way. Thank you for that answer. And um, I am so excited. Lightning round time. Lightning mm-hmm. round time. All right. So we're going to go back and forth, and you can take a pause, take a beat, think about your answer. You don't have to rush to respond. And uh, hopefully, this won't be too anxiety inducing for you. <laughs> All right. You want me to kick it off? Yeah, kick it off. Okay, I'm going to kick it off. So, we just had the Olympic Games. Uh-huh. If you were to gold medal in literally anything, and I'm not talking about an Olympic sport, although it can be, it can be, sure. In literally anything in the whole world, what would you win a gold medal in? Oh, gosh.
2: I would win a gold medal in. I'm going to take a topic talk we talked about today, being a great listener. I think I will win a gold medal and being a great listener. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I was
0: feeling compelled. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs>
2: right, you keep owning it.
0: So good. <laughs> yeah. Love it. Love it. Love it.
1: Okay. If you had an extra hour, like in the day, like instead of a 24 hour day, you always got one extra hour in the day. So it's 25 hours, but you had to do something that lit you up. What are some of the things that you would do in
2: that hour? Okay. <laughs> you may laugh. I, I met, watched something on Netflix. Mm-hmm. I am a Netflix junkie. I'm <laughs> right before I got on this call, I was watching Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's what I would do with my hour. Just chill. I love it. And- I love it. Right. <laughs>
1: and it's I'm like obsessed. guilt-free, you know, it's <laughs> like, I get this hour to do whatever I want. I'm going to chill.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I love that. That's like the exact opposite of what I what I would feel like I'd have to say or something. Like mm-hmm. I'd be like, I need to fill it with stuff. So I love <laughs> you. Just like watch Netflix. Amazing. Okay,
2: um, do your best impression of a lion. <laughs> so this is perfect. So I'm I'm a Leo. This is surprising. My Did you birth- this have your
0: birthday. When's your birthday? Next Tuesday. <gasps> oh! So
2: I am a lion by nature. (laughs) So So excited. I see a lion impersonation. Guess I have the claws and the fierce eyes and just. (laughs)
0: Let's hear it again. Let's hear it
2: again. Uh, I'm a soft lioness.
0: (laughs) Oh, that's it. Lioness. (laughs) Love it. Love it. Oh, that was good. So when
1: you were like six years old, what did you want to be when you grew up? When you grew up? A
2: teacher. Oh. That's a surprising, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Yay!
1: No,
0: you, you did it.
2: <laughs> Nailed so it. I always wanted to be a teacher. <laughs>
0: love it. All right, last question from me. What is your favorite book of all time? I know you love to read like me and Abby. So what's your favorite book of all time?
2: I had a book. It was based, I think the movie, I think it was a movie in a book but i saw the movie first and then i got the book and it's called um girl interrupted oh um, yeah i'm hearing that.
1: about that
2: so uh, i love the movie then i say oh they have a book so i got the book and i read it and of course it's different from the movie <laughs> yeah always but, um it was a really good interesting read i love it
1: okay last question name one of your favorite songs from the nineties. And then will you sing just a line from it? <laughs> One line. <laughs> okay. And you can
2: hum it if you don't want to sing it. Sorry. Right. So born in the 80s, but I love my 90s songs. But yes. I would say <clears throat> my favorite singer is Janet Jackson. My favorite mm-hmm. song of all time, if you ask me, it's always going to be um, "This song again. Yes! Love that song. I heard from oh, a that is yes, that's my favorite song of all times. And I got to hear her sing it live. I got to go to one of her concerts, and she sung the whole song. So oh. I recording the whole time. Ah. <laughs> so yeah. So, all right, <clears throat> you got it. All right, no singing voice over here, but we having fun. <laughs> I heard from a friend today, and she said you were in town. Suddenly, the memory <laughs> <laughs> how, can I, how can I be stronger? <laughs> okay. <laughs> time in <and> time.
0: <laughs> Amazing. Oh well done. Gosh. Yes. I <laughs> love that song. I am <laughs> going to go jam to that at the end. Too of good. this. <laughs> Too good. We're going to get that Anxiety Wars playlist going. We're going to start <laughs> including all these songs. <laughs> I just did my dance reel today. It was all about 90s music. So we were born That's in the 80s, raised inspired. in the 90s too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Love it. Amazing. All right. So before we let you go and before we hear a little bit about um, B Fly and where people can find you, we'd love to hear if you have a win of the week, big or small, anything that you consider to be
2: a win this week. Other okay. than coming up here. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so definitely talking to you okay, is a win. um Let's see a win for this week. I can say I've been working on my garden, and I started growing more vegetables. So I've been doing really good with that. And this week, I I pulled up a whole bunch of weeds from our um, garden bed and made sure everything's wor- um, watered. Put down some more compost on the vegetables. So. That, I think that's my lamp for the week. I've been pretty lazy with it, <laughs> so
0: you're better than me. I I just go get my vegetables from the store. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: oh, that's Love nice. That.
0: Yeah. It's, in a, it's um, You're inspiring me. One of these days, maybe I'll get a vegetable garden going. We'll see. it's oh,
2: a lot <laughs> of work. It. It's a lot of work. I know. That's it, what everyone it says. It is. It Every is. morning Just, I'm out there doing something. So. Wow. What, <laughs> what What is something committed? that
1: you're growing? What are some of the vegetables?
2: So we're doing um, tomatoes, cucumbers, cabbage, cauliflower. It's a long list. That's I'm a like, wow. God, that's amazing. That's a amazing. Big commitment. Um, zucchini. Russell Sprouts. I think it's like 15 things out there we're growing. <laughs> what?
0: That's yeah. a lot of work. Whew. I'm yeah. exhausted just thinking about yeah. all that. <laughs> yeah. Huge wind getting to it. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. So, Nicole, let everybody know where they can find you. They want to, if they're interested in connecting.
2: Okay. Yes. I'm on Instagram and Facebook at be fly yoga. And then I have a website, blefyyoga.com. And then um up there you can find the email if you want to email also.
0: Yeah. Yes. Everyone go hook up with Nicole, check out her amazing mm-hmm. IG feed. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast, for sharing your story and your love and light with us and with all the warriors listening. We appreciate you.
1: Yeah. It was so good meeting you and connecting with you.
0: <laughs> Yeah,
2: thank you. I have fun. I appreciate it. All right.
0: So great re-listening to that conversation with Nicole. Yeah. She is just like she's just so authentically herself. Mm-hmm. I feel like we we talk to so many cool, interesting, um, well-rounded individuals on the podcast. Mm-hmm. I feel so lucky that they share their time and and precious energy with us and. Yeah. I just, uh, love everyone's unique, you know, way of looking at their anxiety. Right. And I, and I really enjoyed re-listening to Nicole's story. What were some of, um, your
1: takeaways? Yeah. I mean, there was, there was so many, um, one of them that really stuck out to me was, you know, the reframe on, you know, choosing to have a positive attitude. Yeah. Right. And, and it wasn't toxic positivity, which is definitely something that happens where we pretend things aren't okay. We pretend things are okay when they aren't.
0: Mm -hmm. Um,
1: but to be able to take your mind, which naturally wants to focus on the negative because of the, you know, negativity bias that keeps us safe Mm
2: -hmm. and say,
1: no, I'm going to find the good in the situation is, is a, a huge endeavor right. And to constantly do that over and over again. Um, you know, I just, that just says a lot about like her, her mental strength (laughs) to focus on that. Um, and just how it changes how she feels in life by being able to find the positive in something.
0: I, yeah, I completely thought that was awesome too. And there was just something with, you could tell again, it was genuine, right? Like, it's like, i it's not just like, oh, I'm trying to look on the bright side and I'm shoveling what I'm feeling under the rug. It's like, no, this serves me. So right. that's why I do it. <laughs> right, right. Right. And um, and even when her husband's like, oh, why are you always saying everything's sunshine and rainbows? Well, because it's clearly helping, right? Yeah. It's clearly working right. without literally thinking about sunshine and rainbows. Although that might be helpful too. <laughs> but Sometimes just, thinking about the sun helps. <laughs> right. And, and just getting outside for sure. Um, I really loved the part of our conversation where Nicole kind of bravely admits that she would be thinking hard sometimes about what another person that she's speaking to might be thinking about what she yeah. has to say. Yeah. Because I feel like so many, I know I felt this before in my life where it's just like, am I fully being heard by this person? Does this person really care what I think yeah. or my opinion or, you know, my expertise or what I have to say about this topic or? whatever. And so I really thought that was such an important um, reflection from her.
1: Right. Right. And and it, it really made me think like, I mean, I feel like a lot of people can relate to this, but there's this like maybe discomfort or unknown around being heard. Sometimes along the way, the messages is, is people don't care or, you know, let me just be a, like convenient and help them or that that definitely you know I can definitely relate to that like dimming myself so others feel more comfortable, and yeah. and not sharing parts of me because I just don't think that people care, um, and it's like a real practice to be to be able to realize like hey what we say matters, <laughs> and yeah. we if if we're only speaking with people that aren't interested in us and what we're saying then that's information that we can then do something
0: with so. Yeah, completely. I also really love the part um, of our chat when Nicole, or at least I really resonated with what her saying that she feels better in doing some more of the spontaneous stuff versus the, okay, I better plan for this thing that I've been told I have to do in like a week or two weeks. Right. And I just appreciated at least getting for myself to connect with someone who enjoys the spontaneity of, um, even if it's a high pressure situation, right. But it ha- it's happening now. And I can right. def- definitely recognize that as well as a treat that I have.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I love these conversations where
0: like, we hear it from other people and we're like, Oh, I'm not alone. <laughs> I'm not alone. Exactly. <laughs> That's the, the whole point is yeah. just validating our own experiences and normalizing um, these thoughts, these feelings, yeah. what it means yeah. to be human. You know,
1: the thing that she said that really like, um, hit me was, um, and it was so small. We didn't even really talk about it, but she said at one point how she asks her husband, like, Hey, can you tell I'm nervous? Can you tell I'm feeling anxious? Cause she like yeah. her body quivers and, you know, she would feel it in her stomach and her chest. And, and so the two parts that really first really showed up for me were one, like, I feel like so many of our guests, say, like their hands are ringing and they're, you know, they're feeling jittery and like, we don't see that. Yeah. Yeah, They're looking, you know, super calm, chill. Um, but the other thing is I know that sometimes when I am feeling like very anxious, like I just feel like I'm shaking and sometimes I wonder, can people notice? Right. And so the fact that she asks her husband, like, I'm like, Oh, that's so like, I feel that way too. Like, can people notice, can they tell that I'm like super nervous and shaky and, you know, and
0: now I'm just sitting here thinking about some of my stuff like, yeah. like that. I don't, I, I, sometimes I shake, but I, my mouth gets really dry if I'm giving, if I'm about to like lead something or give mm-hmm. a presentation. And it's like, can people tell that I like, I'm fighting for like moisture right now. And I <laughs> right. really want to take a swig of water, even though I just started talking 10 seconds ago. Right. And right. those things that go through our minds. Yeah, you're right. That was such a small part of our chat. I'm sad almost that we didn't talk more about it, but I'm yeah. glad you brought it up now just as a reflection point.
1: Right. I just think, you know, like we know how we feel on the internal, right? And then we know how we see people on the external and, and those things might not always match like what we see right. and how the person's experience is.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I think that's such an important part because- we can't see people's mental health, right? Yeah. And this is why it's so important that we keep having these conversations about the importance of normalizing um, human emotions and experiences because our mental health is health.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: you may not be able to see that someone's experiencing something, whether it's just a little bit of a lip quiver when they're about to present or yeah. they have some deep seated you know, um, things that they're coping with on the inside or struggles. Right. But if we'd have never discuss them, if we never normalize them, or or um, find ways to connect with others surrounding these things, yeah, then yeah, it's just that we don't know what anyone else is experiencing. Right. Mm, excuse me. Ever. We just don't know. No. And it's no. just important that that was a really important part of our.
1: Yeah. I mean, it just like, as you're saying that, like the image I'm getting in my mind Mm -hmm. is like, how would I respond to someone with a broken arm because I can physically see it. And then I'm like, Oh, do you want me to get the door for you? You know, how can I help you? How can I support you? But, but with mental health, it's different. (laughs) And can we still, we can hide the same kindness. Yeah, exactly. Like, right. It's on the internal, but
0: yeah. So interesting. Yeah. This was such a great chat. And I, of course, we loved hearing Nicole sing Janet Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta go listen to the song now. Yes. Abby is going to be jamming out as soon mm-hmm. as we're done. <laughs> oh my gosh. This was such a great chat. Um, thank you so much, Nicole, for being yes. on the podcast with us. And thank you so much warriors for being with us this week and every week. We love you so, so much. And we'd love to hear from you. We'd love for you to uh, connect with us on Instagram, send us an email. You can find us on IG at Anxiety Warriors Podcast, or you can send us an email at anxietywarriorspodcast at gmail.com. Share with us your wins of the week, what's going on with you, what kind of topic ideas you have, something you really love to chat, uh, hear us chat about, or dive deeper uh, into. And if you think you'd be a great guest on our podcast, we'd love to hear from you too. So yes. please reach out join and us. join us. And if you haven't done so already, you're listening to the pod, you're loving the pod. Uh, please consider leaving us a five-star rating and review on Apple podcast. I got it. Go ahead. I got to be honest. What? We have not
1: gotten new reviews in a while. I and I check me too often. And it makes me feel a little, a little down on the inside
0: mm. a little bummed a little low energy so let's help Abby find <laughs> her energy <y'all. laughs> I think this is going to be our goal for the week can we get at least someone listening to these words right now to you're already holding your phone come yeah. on let's just be real yes just go into Apple hit that five stars and make Abby feel super happy it's all about Abby this week and me of course but We don't want anyone to be sad here. (laughs) That's the exact opposite of what we want. And so help us feel super happy. It makes us happy knowing that we are reaching you. And so if you're listening and you haven't left us a review yet, please, please leave us a sentence or two or a short story or a novel, whatever you got, we're going to read it. And we're going to cry the happy tears and be smiling from ear to ear. So we'd appreciate it. And um, thank you for being here again, as always, we love you. Yes. Thank you all so much. We are so grateful to be on this journey with you till
1: next time.